Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 7, 1 through 17 is where we're at in a message titled, Too Complicated. Too not T-O-O, but number two. Two complicated things that we're going to be looking at today. In our text, I, I kind of like complicated things sometimes. I love the little puzzles that, you know, they say, you know, you have to get the ring off of the deal or you have to, you know, get the ball in the hole or whatever. And I love those because for whatever reason, I, I'm pretty good at them. I don't know why. I, I guess maybe when I was a kid, my parents gave me puzzles and I was able to solve them. And I think that they, 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 they said, well, you know, he just doesn't realize it's hard, so it's easy for him. And so I just, I've always been able to solve them. I was, I was with a guy one time and he had this brand new puzzle that he had gotten. He'd gotten it a couple of weeks earlier and he's like, I've tried to do that. I, I just can't seem to get it. You know, I don't know what the deal is. You know, I'm trying to shake it and get these balls to go where they need to go and, and nothing was working. And I just looked at it and I just spun it and they all went where they were supposed to go. <laughs> just like that easy. And he, I can't say that the look on his face was happiness. <laughs> but, but you know, sometimes things are difficult for people and sometimes things are impossible for people. You know, and this is something I, I want to address as a Christian because as we think about the things that we look at, we say that's hard. You know, that's complicated. That's difficult. I, I think that we, we sometimes put those limitations from ourselves on the thing that we're looking at. You know, I've talked to so many guys who've gone out to plant a church and they tell me, oh, well, we're going, it's really hard ground there. And, and I, I get what they're saying. I mean, I, I understand what they're trying to say. They're saying that, that there, people are resistant to the gospel there. But I always have to come back with hard for who? Hard for you? No, impossible for you, but hard for God? I mean, really? Not at all, you know? I mean, I was, I was telling one guy, I was like, well, I'll tell you what, if you were in the, in the post office and, you know, somebody dropped dead, the ambulance showed up, they coded him, they tried to shock him, he didn't wake up. And, and then as the, the, the smoke clears, you said, hey, can I pray for him? And you went up and you prayed for the guy and he rose from the dead, your church will be full next week. Just saying, I mean, that's going to happen, you know. And so I think we put these limitations on ourselves because God's going to do what he wants to do, isn't he? And when we think about the text today, I think that we see these two complicated stories. And, and they're not just complicated in the sense that, you know, there's some problems that nobody could solve but Jesus, but also complicated in the sense that these are situations that we find ourselves in oftentimes, whether it's counseling somebody or whether it's dealing with a difficult problem, maybe somebody we're not comfortable with or, or whatever, and we find that Jesus can even meet us in those situations as well. So if you'll stand with me, Luke chapter 7 verse 1 through 17. And Luke writes, by the Holy Spirit. Now when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. And a certain centurion who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. 
And when he came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me, and, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well, who had been sick. Now it happened the day after, Then he went to a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd, and when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was was with her, and when, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still, And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. And Father, we thank you for these these two stories that we see laid side by side in Luke's gospel. Lord, you working. You finding these difficult situations and you doing the impossible. And I just pray that you would just help us to have our hearts and our minds and our spirits open to the things that you have for us today, Lord, as we look at these things, that we would, that we wouldn't put limits on you. You are the Holy One of Israel. You are the God of the universe. You are mighty to save. You're mighty to heal. You're mighty to do what we cannot do. And I pray that you would just help us to see you, Jesus, in this and that we would trust you more. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So last time, we finished up Jesus' Sermon on the Plain, and of course in that sermon right in the middle, right after his Beatitudes and his woes that we saw the time before, we, we, we revisited that, that thing that we call the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, and, you know, I think we all love that. You know, we think about that. That's great. That's awesome. I love to do good things for other people. But then Jesus just makes it really uncomfortable. You know, he just takes it and he, he kind of, he, he takes what we like to just say, oh, yeah, that's good. You know, I love, you know, I'm going to make a cup of coffee for my wife because I want her to make a cup of coffee for me and, and how blessed I feel to do that for her. But he doesn't say that. He says, no, even the heathen, even the non-believers do that. You do that for your enemy. Okay, that just got uncomfortable, Right? You do good for your enemy. What you'd want them to do for you, you do for them. What you'd want done for you, you do for your enemy. And, and then as, as he goes on, he talks about loving your enemy and bearing fruit. And, and honestly, that that is what real fruit is, is when we can look at our enemy and we can actually have compassion towards them. We can love them. And then he, he gives us another very uncomfortable thought. And that is, and, and to the degree, that you do that for your enemy, love them, be kind to them, you know, bless them, forgive them. To that same degree, we get to set the bar 
on how we want God to forgive us and bless us and be kind to us. Oh. <laughs> and that's where Jesus left us last time. And he says in verse 1, it says, Now when he concluded all these sayings, in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. So what we're going to see is Jesus not only saying these things, but then actively doing those things as, as we look at this. He entered Capernaum. Now, of course, Capernaum is the place where, where Peter, or excuse me, Simon Peter lived, where Jesus healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law, his wife's mom, who was sick with a fever, and he healed her there. And, and the Gospels record more miracles in the city of Capernaum than any other city when Jesus was in the Galilee region. And so this is kind of an important place where Jesus, it would seem, has set up his Galilean base where he's kind of working out of as he travels through the Galilee region. And it says, verse, verse 2, And a certain centurion's servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So we have another character entered into the, into the scene, a centurion. Now a centurion was a Roman, and not just a Roman, but a Roman captain over 100 soldiers. Now they were definitely part of the Roman army. They were definitely there to, to keep the peace. There was a centurion in the city of Capernaum, probably because there had been uprisings or there was danger of uprising within the city of Capernaum. You have to understand that when, when a, a Roman city, especially a free city, such as Ephesus or some, some of the other cities, Caesarea, I think was one, they were free cities, they didn't have a Roman government presence there. And the reason they didn't is because they had their own police force and they had shown themselves to be a peaceful city that didn't need Rome to come in and kind of lock things down. And so they're living in there in Capernaum with a, a centurion, kind of a police state. They have a hundred soldiers who are kind of keeping the peace or they're being the police. And, and if there was ever a call for defunding the police, it would have been in a Roman city with a centurion and a hundred soldiers there guarding and locking your city down. That's not something that you want as, as, as a Jewish person or as a person who lived in a city. And, and of course, they were also part of the Roman army. So they'd go out and do battle and capture areas as they'd captured Judea in the past. And so now Judea is living under the oppression, as they would see it, of this Roman government. Their freedoms were taken away, and now they're, they're having to follow the Roman rule. And, and this, this centurion has a slave. He's a slave owner. There were about, depending on what, what source you read, between 6 million and 8 million slaves in the Roman Empire. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.